This is PJ Ewing. You're listening to Lester the Nightfly. We have a guest, and I'm so excited to welcome Jason Scavone. Welcome to Lester the Nightfly, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. So my Italian family would be very mad at you because they would want to say Scavone, and then you'd yeah. say, no, no, PJ, I don't pronounce it that way. Or, or do you ever? Have you ever pronounced it Scavone? Um, not, no. <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, you know, uh, just sort of joking. I, it's funny because... As a, um, I'm, I don't know, I was probably eight or nine years old. Um, I went to maybe a little younger. I went to my aunt, my, my father's younger sister to her wedding in New Jersey and met a, a large portion of my extended family for the first time and was hearing everybody pronounce my last name, Scavone, like for the first time ever in my life. And I'm like, what is this? That's not my name. You know, they just dropped that part of it. Um, and I live in up. North Carolina now, so we just keep it Scavone, you know. Just, yeah, you uh, know, keep well. it simple. This is America, <laughs> yeah. PJ. This is not Italy. <laughs> So you are from North Carolina. You have had a recording career, a singing career performance for a while. And just so everyone who knows this show, you're going to hear a lot of Jason's work. We're going to have music that he's brought to us, some music that inspires him, some reference points that are just amazing work that I did not know, of course. And we're going to just talk through that. So we have new records though, new music from you this year. And then we're going to go back a little bit to some of your records from the last four or five years, and then back to the band that you fronted, Noises 10, The Noises 10, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Cool. Really, really good stuff to work from. You know, let's do the obligatory though, you know, tell us about yourself, kid kind of thing. Can you, can you yeah. do the little background for a sec? You know, I live here in North Carolina, um, singer, songwriter, uh, record producer. I work in a recording studio called Susu Studio here in Charlotte and, and uh, write and record and produce my own music as well as other artists. Yeah, I've been making music for, I mean, the better part of my life at this point and got started in my early 20s with the band The Noises 10. We're kind of doing it the grassroots, just sort of bootstrapping your way through it uh, the way a lot of bands do and got a lucky break with a fairly well-known producer and uh, named Eric Valentine. And that sort of kick-started things for me in my career as far as getting me more into the production side of things and uh, working with you know, publishers and record labels and all that stuff. And we had what a lot of bands experienced, which was deals that sort of fell apart, you know, things that didn't come to fruition as much as we would have hoped. That led me to sort of taking a bit of a hiatus from creating my own music for a while. I did have a few musical projects, but nothing I was pursuing real heavily and really was doing more behind the scenes stuff, working in recording studios for a number of years. Yeah, the, the pandemic 
came and I was doing a lot of writing and talking to a good friend of mine who used to manage the band that was a 10, a guy named Andy Johnson about a lot of the new music I was writing. I was sharing it with him and he was just like, look, this is the time you've got to make a record. You know, there's, I, I, I lost a lot of, a lot of recording work, um, you know, wasn't playing out um, live and I just had a lot of time to focus on my, my art, my creation, uh, my music. And so we kind of worked together on it. Um, in turn, he sort of helped with the logistics of, of, of things, but I just jumped into a new record and that's what I'm here, you know, working on now is we finished it uh, in the last year and now it's, <laughs> you know, I've released a couple of new songs and I'm just, you know, I'm happy to see some of it, uh, you know, reach people's ears for, you know, this is the first time I've put any music out since 2015 or 2016. So in New York City, famously, mm-hmm. when we have a blackout, yeah. Nine months later, all kinds of babies are born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, and so when yeah. we have a pandemic, all kinds of records are born. And yeah. you, you are one of right many, many who said, well, wait a minute, I, I, it's an opportunity. I've got more time on my hands or I'm, I can't yeah. go out. I, I can go to my studio, but I can't socialize. I can't perform, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. the world changed a little bit and it provided an yeah. opportunity for you to do this. It's a blessing. And I think what happened for me is I had a real perspective shift. You know, I, I had a, a little period there where I got pretty freaked out. You know, I'm like, what I've been making music for a living. And, um, and here we are in this global pandemic and it, early on, like nobody really knew what was happening. Right. And, um, it took me a moment to realize that it, I did provide a purpose. You know, I sort of felt as if music and art were going to lose their importance because there were so many more important things to, to focus on right now, you know, just, people's lives were at stake and, you know, we were scared of, of what was, uh, what was happening all around us. We were experiencing something for the first time ever. And it, it took me a little while to realize a, that music and art were actually what people were going to turn to during this time. I mean, it, it was, I talk about this, um, uh, with my friend, Andy, uh, we were, we did a, a sort of a songwriting breakdown of, of some of these, these new songs on the record. Um, and, where we discussed what went into the making of the record. And one of the things that really inspired me is, you know, he's a, a guy that travels all over the world for business. He's, he's always on the move. And I remember on Facebook, he started posting these really beautifully written album reviews. He was taking, he, he had a really nice final collection and he was listening. I don't know if it was maybe once a week, he was listening to a new record, um, not a new record, but just something that he was going to dive into for that week and writing these beautiful reviews of just what, how the record impacted him. And he had these stories of, you know, when he first heard this song and what was going on in his life. And it was just, it was really amazing. And I was like, man, this is, this is great. You know, artists were live streaming and people were just sitting still and consuming art in one shape or form, you know, in a way that I don't think people had had the opportunity to do before um, with how fast paced our lives have become, which is, was, was a really beautiful thing. And also for me personally, I, you know, I'm a musician and working musicians have to spend a lot of time I'm either in a studio or I'm out playing shows. I'm gone a lot. And I have two kids and a wife. So I had, my kids were home. My wife was home. I was home. And I just had all this time with my family. And that was sort of the uncertainty of the times and that ability to really reconnect with my, with my family and just seeing how people really were valuing that ability to connect through art and music. It caused me to look at things a little differently and to, and it inspired me in a, in a huge way to, to create this record. And, um, and yeah, I know it's like, I've talked to so many people about their pandemic records. I'm, I'm one of many, but it, I'm so happy to see that that happened. You know, it was an uncertain time and a dark time for some people. A lot of people were able to create really beautiful things as a result. 
I, I love your Andy, by the way. He's such yeah, a- Yeah, he's great. Wow. He is awesome. Yeah, one of my he is an buddies. Awesome, he's like a big brother. I only watched a little bit of one of those, that series that you guys have created, oh, the songwriter and production mm-hmm. discussion. Yeah. I'll include them in the blog so everyone can go to lesterthenightfly.com. It'll be there. But he's just ter- terrific guy. And I really, uh, I like what you guys are doing as well. It felt great, that little conversation about one specific song, which yeah. is in fact, the first song that we're going to hear. So this is the song, Old Friend. Let's get to it because I want everyone to hear a little bit of your music and then we'll talk a little bit about it. This is a 2022 brand new music, a new single from Jason Scavone here on Lester the Nightfly. I drive through these streets that I don't recognize I sit in rooms to build these high rises and I'm still out in search of the voice I hear in my mind I don't know if I will ever find it Oh friend do you keep me
I believe this is about a friend that has passed away. Is that right? This, this song, Old Friend? Yeah, it, it is. And it's also just about a, an ever-changing city. You know, I grew up in Charlotte and uh, Charlotte is unrecognizable to a lot of folks who were here, you know, in the, in the 80s, which is when I moved into Charlotte as a young, young boy. I work at a recording studio in an area called Plaza Midwood in Charlotte, which is a, a really cool artsy sort of district of Charlotte. It's a, it's a great part of town. Um, and it has been for a number of years, but it's becoming something a lot different than it once was. A lot of, a lot of uh, old landmarks of Charlotte have slowly been bulldozed and in their place, these new developments of uh, these sort of you know, condos with parking garages and businesses underneath and new uh, bars. And it's just, it's just a much different scene than it used to be. And I, I mean, I still love, my, my, you know, I love Charlotte, but it's just, it's different. I was, but I was driving into town uh, during the pandemic, I was driving into the studio and I passed by this one building, this Dairy Queen, that is sort of uh, an iconic old landmark of, of Charlotte Plaza Midwood area. And, and I just was like, man, the city looks so different. I don't recognize this place. And, and it just brought me back to this time and place where in that part of town, where I spent a lot of time with this friend who's been, he's passed away for a, a number of years. You know, it's been a long time, but something about that moment and being in that time and that place, it just brought me back. And I was like, it just it struck, it struck me. And the song kind of, um, it came to me and I, I already had some of the music uh, in mind, but the, the lyric to the song hit me. And uh, so, yeah, it was just kind of a way to commemorate uh, that person and, 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 and the place where we grew up, you know, and we, where we became, where we came into our, our own as, as young men. That's your job. That's yeah, your job so. to, to interpret those feelings, the emotion of changing landscape, friends that have come and gone. And, you know, you're helping us uh, understand those feelings as an artist, you're, you're puck, you're, you're putting that mirror to us so we can look at our lives through your, the lens of your music and your words. My friend Abe passed away last year, a dear friend from my youth, my first job, Abe Pachikara, and you, you made me think of Abe right then and there yeah. when I'm listening to your music. And so unbeknownst to you, of course, you're impacting anyone who's listening to those words and understanding the lyrics. And it's, um, mm -hmm. it's a gift to us. So uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's really yeah. a lovely, lovely song. Help me with the production. Did I understand that it's, it's your sister as well in this track? Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's my sister singing the background vocal with me. What is yeah. her name? Her name is Krista Skabon. And is she yeah, pursuing music as a career as well or not in the least bit? No, she, <laughs> it was sort of a long shot with me um, asking her, you know, and um, I, I touch on this in, in that discussion as well, but we, we weren't a very musical family, particularly my dad played guitar and sang and we had a piano in the house and he kind of played folk songs and stuff. That, that definitely is what got me into music is his love for music. We just sang sort of to be silly a lot in, in our house. My, it was my sister and I, and, I always thought she had a great voice. And as kids, we would just sing together for fun, you know, and um, goof around with harmonies. We, you know, we're driving in the car together when she, she was a few years older than me, you know, so she got her license first and she'd take me my friend's places and we would listen to songs and sing along and just, you know, and, and she still sings all the time at the house. And um, I, I was like, man, what are the chances that you'd want to sing with me on this song? It'd be so cool. And I've always heard about, and I've loved sibling harmonies, you know, the idea of, you know, when people, who are brothers and, or sisters, you know, brothers and sisters recording together. And, and she was like, yeah, I'll do it if you don't think I suck, but let's just get together and, and try it out and see. And, and we agreed to, to sit down with the song and, and run through it. And, and it, it went really well. And uh, yeah, so that was her one and only time 
in a recording studio. Yeah, I told her, I was like, you know, at some point I'm going to have to get you on stage with me to, to perform it. Uh, so we'll see oh, if yeah. I can make that happen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You should. Yeah. And, and uh, if there, did you, did you record that back porch moment? I mean, that would be really cute to have you guys see we did. We posted a little snippet of it on um, okay. Uh, okay. my uh, Instagram channel, I believe. Yeah. Let's uh, do this right now, early in our conversation. How do we follow you so we can track all this stuff that's going on? Um, I have a social or Instagram channel. Uh, it's Jason Scavone um, is the handle uh, at Jason Scavone. Facebook is Jason Scavone Music. Uh, YouTube as well. And then, uh, yeah, I, I think those are the main platforms okay. you can find me on at this point. Yeah. yeah. The next song we're going to talk about is called Screens. This also is brand new. We're, we're leading with our right. We're coming in, uh, in strong with new music. This has a video that is beautifully shot, beautifully edited, cool graphics. I want to say it's a negative almost uh, treatment. It's got a really beautiful look to it, the video. It's called Screens. Again, let's hear it first, and then we'll hear Jason talk about it. Screens We're only seeing through these screens We're laying low Now that there's nowhere else to go
this song, I mean, it came out um, on the 20th of, of this month. So it's, <laughs> it's very new. <laughs> <laughs> really new. Yeah. All right. Yeah, absolutely. It's super um, cool looking and the song is great. First of all, who's singing the female part in this one? That's Carly Tache. She is, is from, she's in Asheville, okay. Asheville, uh, North Carolina. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Go Asheville. WPD, yeah, yeah. Asheville, North Carolina. <laughs> my roots. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. She's incredible. Yeah. She is incredible. And I didn't quite realize that she was singing with you on this one. I, I know that you're going to share some of her music with us as well. How do you know Carly? I did one record with a, a band. We were called The Hot Gates. I recorded it out in Detroit, um, Michigan with uh, this guy Al Sutton, Jackson Smith, a bunch of great musicians from the Detroit area. And, um, and um, when I came back to Charlotte to play some of that material live, I asked her to join the band live. And we really only played a few shows, but she was a part of that band for the very brief period of time that we were in existence and just sing, singing with me, much like this. She wasn't really pursuing her own musical career at that point. But since then, she started writing and putting out her own music. I mean, it's been quite a while now. And man, I just always loved her voice. So I think she's got a really cool approach to songwriting. And she's always she's always partnered with uh, talented musicians and her records are well made. So in the back of my mind, I was just like, and we've done sh shows together, you know, her, her, her projects, you know, uh, we've, we've played gigs together over the years. So I just, part of my approach with making this record, I really wanted to collaborate with people. I have a group of really close friends here in, in Charlotte that I make music with, and I knew they needed to be a part of this record. But I also wanted to attempt to work with people that I'd never worked with before, or that maybe just weren't a part of my own little network of, of musicians and friends here in town. And she was, has been on that list for a while, people I'd love to collaborate with. So she sang on this song and one other song on the record that has yet to be released. It was during the pandemic. So we, we weren't able to get together in person. Um, we had to file share, uh, but she was, a, she was able to record at a spot in Asheville and send me her tracks. And, you know, we just had several conversations about what, you know, what we were going to go for. And she did a great job. I was really excited with how it turned out. She's got a terrific voice. She's got a super cool website. I was poking around looking at, at what she's up to and yeah. wow, she's, she's really on the move. You can see that there's a big career ahead of this woman. She's already had a lot yeah. of wonderful things going on, but I was really impressed. You know, yeah, it absolutely. seems to me that you've got this this sort of secret weapon giant advantage, and that is your experience in production, in audio production. You've got these networks, these contacts. You're recording Chicago, I think, as well, right? Detroit, mm -hmm. in Charlotte. You're you're really you're using like uh, the the advantage, you know, the powers of of knowing production people. Is that true? Fair? Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. So I, that's my, um, what I do as for a living part of what I do for a living is producing records. And over the years, I've been lucky enough to work with other engineers and producers. I mean, you know, that's kind of how I've learned is finding really talented people to work with on my own projects or to sort of establish mentorships with in other communities. You know, I've worked with Al Sutton. He's the guy that worked on the Hotcakes record. He's a producer and engineer and in Detroit, Michigan. Um, and he's done some amazing records that are worth looking into over the years. Um, and I worked with a guy, Joe Pasapia in Nashville early on with Eric Valentine, who, you know, where I really got my start. And here in Charlotte, several people, Charles Hallman, uh, a lot of great, just talented engineers and producers who have taught me, taught me what I know now. And, and, and in that process of working in recording studios, I've gotten to meet a lot of talented musicians and also just being in, in bands over the years and playing. So yeah, I, that was the goal was I, I'm like, I'm going to tap into that Rolodex of, of people um, that I've worked with. And I wanted to produce the record myself. Uh, I knew I didn't want to take it to the finish line hundred percent by myself. I knew I needed to bring in other people for some objectivity just to, and, and also because collaboration 
is, uh, you know, it's a wonderful thing in the music process. And it really, these songs wouldn't be what they are without that. So yeah, it, it's been, it was great. Really neat. Let's go mm-hmm. back in time a little bit. We're going to hear another one of your songs, Find Today, the song from the album Find Today from 2016. A little bit of a rock and roll feel here. This is Jason Scavone on Lester the Nightfly. Sometimes these words get twisted up and leave you writhing. Yeah, we don't ever stay away. There's no comfort left in places we were hiding. So we're left to face the pain. I brought it all away. That was recorded in, in Nashville, Tennessee. With um, I went out there and worked with Joe Pasapia. I just mentioned him a few minutes ago, and he was 
I went by myself and I had not met Joe in person. We talked on the phone, hit it off really well. I started that record on my own. I find today is a song, for example, where I I sort of had this very software based, I was programming beats and stuff like that. (laughs) The song had a much different feel initially. But I wanted to work with him. He captures amazing drum sounds, first of all. But his recordings are so sonically just so beautiful. And um, he's one of the most talented musicians I've ever worked with. And I wanted to go and just kind of add that more organic element to the song. So we layered uh, a guy named Sam Smith, not the pop singer, but Sam Smith, who plays drums with Ben Folds, played drums on that song. And we did an EP together, um, myself and Joe the three of us pretty much made that record. It was an, an amazing experience, but it was one of these things where we, we made the, we made the CP and I put it out with very little push behind it. And it was, it, you know, there wasn't release plan. We spent a lot of time and energy making it. And then I just put it on, on Spotify. I was like, well, maybe someday somebody will hear it. So I'm, I'm always grateful when people stumble upon it. The world is so vast and complicated and, you know, things mm-hmm. can get lost so quickly. I know that there are songs that should have had a big day in the sun and didn't. And just, you know, that's just, the way of the world. I'm delighted as well that there's this music. I mean, it had an echo to me, and I don't know your music that well, of The Noises 10 for some reason. It just gave me a hint of that because that's a band that also you were in for a long time and you know you can now find on Spotify and other places. And I don't know, there was a bit of an echo in just the sound to me, at least in my ear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think uh, you know we, we were more of a rock and roll band, The Noises 10, and uh, there's a I, well, I, the, my most recent project, well, there are songs on the, on the record that I um, have recently recorded that I think would, you know, be reminiscent of that sound, but I think yeah. I've slowly sort of evolved to something a little different, but I, I'll always love just playing rock and roll music. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I think I mentioned before we started our conversation, I was going into Noises 10, like with what is this great stuff? It was really loud here before we started our conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's really fun stuff. Back to Carly Tache. The song is called Wise When It's So Easy. This is from 2017, going back just a little while, here on Lester the Nightfly. Looking 
I just love that song. Before she released that record, I believe that was the first song I heard and it just always jumped out at me. Part of it too, um, Alex, I believe, her, her violin player on that song, the violin hook, the melody, it's just so, I don't know, there's something about it that always grabbed me. And uh, yeah, man, it's just it's just one of those songs that immediately when I heard it, I was like, she's got something here, you know? Mm-hmm. She and, and I was real excited to hear that she was pursuing her own music. And uh, yeah, so I figured it'd be a good one to share. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thanks for that. It's really, really gorgeous stuff. And then we go back to you from 2016. This, I listen to this over and over again. I get, you know, your playlist and I start listening to it. And sometimes it's not optimal listening. I'm walking through lower Manhattan. I'm on AirPods. It's loud. It's not good. So I, I, I try, but then I have to find time in a quiet setting to listen. And I just listen to this one. It's heartbreaking, but in a beautiful way. It's a love song. It's, it's peaceful and joyous. Uh, let's just hear it so you guys can decide for yourself. This is everything we need from Jason Scavone. This is from 2016. The record was called Find Today. There was a time I was walking the tightrope for applause Thought I needed to stand close to the fire Thought I needed the rush to make me right Then you came along No more lavish parties to attend Don't need no grand receptions No more all-night exhibitions It's just me and you, babe
everything, everything we need from the love we make, the love we make. We got everything, everything we need from the love we give. I wrote that song for my wife and it's just sort of, I approached that whole EP very similarly. I, I was working in a studio in, in Charlotte called CHP audio at the time. And I remember um, we, my schedule was much different back then. I had a lot of very late night sessions <laughs> that I was working on. And one night after my wife and I had a, our son, our first child, who at the time was a baby, the album came out in 2016. But when I wrote the song, it probably would have been around 2013. So he was a toddler at that age. It was just a tough time, you know, with a young kid in the house and me having to be gone a lot. And I just, I had this moment of just like, it doesn't have to be so complicated. Everything is simple. We, we love each other. And uh, that's all that there needs to be. And that line, we've got everything we need with the love we make. You know, it, it just hit me and I was kind of noodling around the piano after my session and wrote and recorded that song in that moment there. And then again, I brought the track out to, to uh, Joe. Uh, we kept that original piano and we just added the drums and, and the other instrumentation on top of it. Sometimes I don't know where my songs come from. Um, I feel like there's some some other <laughs> some something else involved. You know, I'm kind of having conversations with my songs as they come to me and asking them what we're trying to say together. But that one was really clear. It was like, I just needed to write a simple love song. And that's all it is. And you captured such a moment. And I wrote the word again, heartbreaking, but it's not sad heartbreaking. It's got pathos, uh, not pathos. It's just got heart. It's just got a, a sinking into an emotion. You just want to uh, wrap yourself inside it, a warm, I don't know, sweater in the fall. It, it's just comfortable yeah. and, and sweet. Yeah. And I immediately shared that with a friend of mine who's super sentimental. Everything's love mm -hmm. songs for her. And she's yeah. just an hour ago and she well, loves the song. And that's definitely me. I'm sentimental and nostalgic and I'm a sucker for love songs. And I spent a lot of years in a band being, um, you know, with very little responsibility. And, and I met this wonderful woman and we started a family and she really had to teach me how to how to be an adult at a very late age. You know, I, I learned I felt like a teenager learning how to be an adult when she and I met, even though I was well into adulthood. And and so, you know, I kind of needed to tell her like, hey, look, um, thanks for enduring the storm and teaching me how how to how to be a man and how to be with a woman and how to how to how to love somebody and yeah, there, there are these moments of um, I'm reflecting on some of the maybe the pain that we had to had to walk through. 
to get where we we are as a, as a couple. But uh, in the end, it's a I think it's a just a good reflection on on love, you know. So I think that's a good thing to focus on as a musician, as a songwriter, because <laughs> there's a lot of other terrible things in the world that we could be focusing on. So sometimes it's just good to to focus on the simple things and uh, and the people we love and and to write about that. Well, that's nice. So when you were wild and single and living the life of a rock star with the noises <laughs> ten. You sang a song called My Repair, which actually isn't raucous and crazy. It's a beautiful song. No, it's, yeah. With Brandy Carlisle, who, tell me about this, this is 2009. Where, where was she in her career at that time? Has she become a big deal then? Was she emerging? What was happening? Then? She was a much bigger deal than me. Uh, <laughs> and she, she wasn't as big of a deal as she is now, but she was, she had just finished a tour opening for Elton John oh my God. when we recorded that. So she was, you know, she was doing big things. And my manager and my band's manager, Andy, um, he grew up with a guy uh, who was managing Brandy at the time. They were, you know, like childhood best friends, these, uh, her manager and, and my manager. And I knew that I had written a song and it's another love song. And it's, it's, uh, you know, it feels like a tragic love song. I will really spend a lot of time on, on writing lyrics to a song sometimes, but this was one where I sat down and maybe an hour and just, and wrote it. And I had a, an old MacBook at the time I was sitting on my bed with my guitar and I sang and recorded that into the little microphone and the, like the built-in microphone on my MacBook. And that's, that's the final recording of that song. Oh, you're um, kidding me. No. So I sent that to wow. Andy and he sent it to Mark. And I said, I sang, I said, well, what I did, I said, it was a live recording of my guitar and vocal. And then I brought that to the studio and I sang a harmony that I wanted Brandy to sing. And I knew it was a long shot, but I was just like, Hey, look, please find a way to get this in Brandy's hands. I think if she hears this, she'll really like it. And maybe she'll sing it with me. And uh, he, he did, he got it in her hands. And I was, I remember I was at my mom's house for dinner and she had asked me to run out to the store to get something from the grocery store that she, she needed. And Andy calls me, I was like in the aisle at the grocery store. And he's like, Brandy wants to sing on your song. Not only that, she wants to take you out on tour because she's going to be coming through Charlotte on the tour. And so she wants you to open up for her. Um, and when we, when you guys come through Charlotte before the Charlotte show, you guys can head over to the studio and she'll, she'll record her vocal. And, you know, that blew my mind. I was, I attempted to re-record the song in the studio and I sent her my re the well-produced in the studio, you know, like the real recordings of it. And she was like, ah, man, there's just something about that original recording. And I'm like, Brandy, I recorded that on my MacBook. Like I didn't have an interface. I didn't have a microphone. I literally just opened up. I don't know. I think I was using um, Logic and I just opened it up and hit record. And she's like, I don't care. It sounds amazing. So we kept it. And I brought her into the studio. My drummer overdubbed like some cymbal swells, I think, that day. And she sang her vocal and maybe we added a tambourine. I, you know, there, there's some percussion in the song. Um, but everything else is just, you know, we kind of affected the guitar. But uh, it's all just that MacBook recording with her on it. And so, so cool. it was great. And then, you know, she was wonderful. She brought, um, so I did a solo run with her and then she brought the Noises 10 out on a second tour, uh, a leg of her tour uh, later that year. And it was an amazing experience working with her and, and getting to tour with her. Nights wet, sheets soaking wet. I toss and turn, trying to shake this regret. But I know I'll do it again. Wanna keep rising over my head. Cold bones sink like a stone. 
glow Lost in the dark Awaiting the glow Oh, another night Another song My angel called to say Before long Close me up Only I swear Your love is my So now we move to another artist, though. We're going to go to the album is called Fox Warren. The band or the artists are Fox Warren, Andy Schauf, Daryl Kissick. I don't know any of these people. 2018. (laughs) The song is called In Another Life. Let's listen to it. Then we'll talk about it.
This also is super comfortable. I said old sweater. I, I, I burned my great line about a, a warm, comfortable sweater. I really like this song, but it really worried me. The, the refrain is amazing. I loved it. I truly love this song and I listened to it repeatedly, but I got all kinds of anxiety out of it as well, believe it or not, because mm-hmm. I don't want to be the poor fool who would, I, uh, who messes up my life. It was, there was this sort of like, poor fool, look at you now. I will be you in another life. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but it could mean that, you know, there, there's a chance to be, to blow it, to mess things up. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, mm-hmm. I wasn't exactly sure of the lyrics, but I, I, there was an undercurrent of worry, even though I really love the song. I, I'm probably misinterpreting this entirely. What do you get out of this thing? I don't know if I, if I interpret this song correctly either. And, 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 and honestly, not to, not to downplay the importance of lyrics, because I, you know, I, I I'm a lyricist myself. But to me, you know, this song um, and, and Andy Schaff and it, it, overall as an artist, it, he has a, a record called The Party. And I discovered that album and then stumbled upon the Fox Warren album around the same time. And it was during the time that I was writing and producing the uh, my record, which my, the, the title of my record, my upcoming record is called Catastrophic Dreams, by the way. And that's uh, the opening track is, is titled Catastrophic Dreams as well, which is yet to be released. But I was uh, working on this this record, and I'm I'm a, I'm a runner, um, not professionally, but I like to run, and uh, I like to take early morning runs. And I was on a run, um, or I was going on these runs very early uh, during the pandemic, trying to get up before the, my family, and and I'd be dark out still. And I just dove into his music and was really inspired by the sonic quality of his music, and um, and 
I don't know if I, if I fully understand what the song's about, but I know how it makes me feel, you know, and it made me, and, and I wanted to be able to convey, like there, there are certain things about the, the sonic qualities of, of music that sometimes are more important to me than really fully understanding. Because I think that as, as musicians, like we, we have, we have more than one medium to reach people. We have the lyric, we have the melody, we have the harmony, we have the, the, the rhythmic aspects of music. We get to find an, all these facets, all these approaches, you know, it's like a, multi-pronged <laughs> uh, way of, of connecting with other humans. And, and in that way, we can touch people, I think, in a much deeper level than maybe some other mediums can. And when I listen to his music, it just gives me goosebumps. And I just remember feeling like, man, there's something happening here that's inspiring me. And I want to I wanna understand how it was created. And I want to be able to create something that, that makes me and other people feel that way. And that I think you can tell we're in really good company with a terrific person, a very intelligent musician and lyricist and composer, and I bet he's just amazing behind an engineering console creating new music. We do not have time for all of our interview with Jason, so you can't have one without the other. Let's go to part two next week with Jason Scavone. We're going to listen to some more Noises 10. I want to continue this conversation about Nick Drake, who I revere. We'll talk a little bit about Nick and hear a couple of those tracks, and then we'll get back to music from Jason and his playlist. So much fun here on Lester the Nightfly. You're listening to a great radio station, wherever that is, whatever time of day or night it is. I'm so glad you were able to spend some time with me and Jason Scavone from Charlotte, North Carolina. Singers and songwriters and genres you never know what you're going to get on Lester the Nightfly. So, let's pick this up again next week. See ya. This has been a PJ DJ production. <laughs>